Just kidding. It's fine. All right. By the way, I have got to be done by one forty-five. I'm not afraid of you. I have a two fifteen lady doctor appointment, and I've not had one since Isaac was born. Okay, that's so. Who knows what's happening down there? It's a little too much information. Nah, it's never too much. I know this. It's clean. Other than that, I don't know. (laughs) I know it's sparkling clean. There's never too much information. I've glittered it up. I've braided the hair. We're all good to go. Vomit. First of all, you know, I'm just kidding. Mm. Melissa, you've never seen my lady parts, have you? Oh, my God. No. I don't think we've shared lady parts. No. Well, if that's well, true, John, I would probably be one of the few people in our friend group that she's not seen their lady parts. So you'd think it would be a novelty, but it's not. Oh, my God. Women are so yeah. different than men. I know. Like women are like, hey, that's- is there? look at my tit here. Like, is that a mark or what's that? Is there anything under here or something? And guys, no guy would lift up his nut and say, hey, what is this? No guy does that with another guy. If I had a nickel for every time a guy lifted his nut and said to me, That's what is this? That's a different story. <laughs> I know. You'd okay. be a rich lady. <laughs> okay. As long as it's a different story. <laughs> I bet you Stuart could beat you. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. As a doctor, he'd probably have way more money than you. What is this exactly? Look, I held it up like a cantaloupe. Back in the day when that happened, Melissa, the guy would say to Melissa, duck. But anyhow. <laughs> right. Oh, my All God. Right. Speaking of that, I just heard the funniest okay. comedy routine by, um, remember, what was his name? Not Face Louis on C. Love. K? No, it's a, it's a bigger black guy who died, I think, diabetes. He oh, was um, so, he was so what's funny. What's his name? Though. Oh, my God. Don't say Pat- uh, Patrice, Patrice O'Neill. Patrice. That's right. Patrice O'Neill. Yes. He was talking about Patrice. how women have it bad. And he was like, can you imagine if men were treated the way women were treated like i just egged all over his head now go make me a sandwich i call his friends i just egged all over his head bitch you know what she knows i egg all over your head pew, pew, pew. i watched the amazing mrs Maisel. i binge watched both seasons oh i didn't watch the second season yet don't say uh, i won't I say anything either. but it's don't a, tell me. it's an amazing amazing show yeah, if you it. like stand-up comedy if it's just I never would have watched it because I just thought it was like just a very women-y kind of just the way everything was. I just had no idea what it was. I watched it. I'm going to go back and watch it all over again, like with a notebook almost, because, you know, I love stand-up and it's Uh, all about doing stand-up. She won the award for it last night, too. Hey, John, you got music over there you could fire up for us? Oh, are you? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you producing now? <laughs> she's got a she's got a heart out, and you've got a heart. I have head, a heart so out and a heart on. All right, so let's do Although it. Although maybe if you would listen to me, so the producer can actually get something done here, we can start. So now, Melissa, say hello. Hello, Jessica. Say hello. Hello, hello. All right, now we can start. You don't know how close this show was to never being again. That makes me sad. I had to talk Jessica off the ledge about. Oh, oh it I was. Had a, I did. I had an emergency. Yeah, you had an emergency. I had to talk you off the ledge, and then it was all during the time where I was go- picking. You know what it was? It was like right before New Year's. Or no, no. Was yeah, right I was Christmas. in New Orleans. It yes. was a few days. I was in New Orleans, and I had no idea any of this was happening. Right. And we, when I say we, I mean Melissa and I, we would always say, don't talk about your family, because what would happen if your family listened? And then Jessica would always say, oh, they're not going to listen. So- <laughs> <laughs> No. I mean, you even cited cases. Mm. You even cited cases where, after five years, you go to a Thanksgiving and nobody there knows what the fuck you do for a living. So we kind of started to believe you that nobody would ever listen to anything you're invested in or you're interested in, or we believed you. Right. So it was the Friday before I had to pick up my lady friend from the airport, and I get. true oh my god someone listened and someone called my husband and my husband listened and holy moly is he furious so we had to do an immediate episode takedown so i could do some content editing to take out a few things so dear listener if we if you downloaded our episode 
and then you downloaded our episode again. It was here's why. <laughs> right. It yeah, was, here's why. One was a little shorter than the other one. But the funny thing is <laughs> <laughs> So she Jessica has a tendency to just freak out and just start doing things. And it's a good thing I know Jessica as well as I do. Because she was about ready just to take the whole show down. She's like, oh, my God, they might go back and listen to everything. Oh, I have to stop. And I was like, don't take the show down. Don't. Because we can't undo that. And I said, you know how you run in and do things, and then afterwards you're really going to be sorry about it? I said, this is one of those times. Just don't do it. I said, don't. Remember your email. Remember when you did social media. Don't do it. We have a dear listener. We have yeah. Melissa who would have fucking freaked out if you did that. We have John like would have whole, freaked out. We have a whole web of things now. Yes. A web. We're 61 web. episodes in. Yeah. And we were lost at all. We yeah. wouldn't have lost it all. I wasn't going to pull the whole show down. Did I say that? I probably Oh, yeah. Say you that. said, I'm taking panicking. the show down. I'm like, no, you're <laughs> not. Did you know why? That. I'll tell you why. Because I had a quite an argument with my husband about this particular episode. <laughs> Yes. And as a threat, he was like, I'm going to go back and listen to every single one. And I was like, all right, Scott, oh, no, you're not. Scott, first of all, I dare you because they're lovely. <laughs> and nobody has that kind of time. Right. And so, nobody's got that kind of time. Here's how this went down. Uh, do you want to hear how I found out first and then rewind? Or yes. do you just want to hear chronological? All right. Now, okay. we're not using any names. Just a simple recap. Chronologically, my husband called me and was like, what the hell did you say on your podcast? And I was like, what Which podcast? One? <laughs> Which one? I have nine. Which I know one? for a fact they don't listen. I I still stand by that statement. So I was like, which podcast? The most recent one. I was like, did you say that our my sister would uh, ah! Ah! wanted to? Elsie did it. Elsie did it. <laughs> it's fine now because I'm talking about the reality of it. Did you oh, say okay. that my sister wanted one of our embryos? And oh. we're going to be Uncle Daddy. And I was like, that was a joke. That of was course, she doesn't hilarious. really want. She doesn't really want Uncle Daddy and Aunt Mommy. You made her sound like a psycho. And then you said something about how we didn't have a little girl because you didn't want them to be like the rest of the family. And I was like, clearly, that's a joke. Of course, they're going to be like your family regardless. How would I avoid that unless I just genetically modified the whole embryo? Just picking sex doesn't mean you're not gonna. I'm not gonna have a little KU whatever. I don't know anyway, that this is helping. It's yeah, I don't helping. know if this is helping. Just, I don't know if this is helping. It's fine. Again, so, so, aren't you, Jessica? Wait a minute. Aren't you tired of the taste of crow? Because you've had to eat a lot of crow over the last week or delicious. so. Yes, very. So anyway, so um, apparently not. Then he got into like it's no one's business how much I mm, um, yes how much I'm spending yes. on things. It's no one's business how much you know what we do with our. Yes. You know, fertility items and whatever. And I was like, all right, fair enough. I, I've never talked about anything else. I don't talk about our sex life. I don't talk about – there's a lot of stuff that I don't discuss on there. But, you know, I have made some jokes about my in-laws. That's what people do and that's what my shtick is about a lot. Unacceptable. I don't appreciate it. And I was like – and then I got mad and I was like, well, you know, did you listen to the episode? He was like, no. Here's what happened. He was like, you know, my sister told me and I was like – well, I know she that doesn't listen, so who bitch. told her? Hmm? Well, I don't know. I guess she just listened to it one time, and I'm like, no, that can't be right. Then I got it out of him that it was his... Okay, so his mom is the oldest of four. The middle ones are twins, so it's my mother-in-law, twins, and the baby. Okay. Okay, one of the twins just moved here from California, and her husband and I were talking about podcasting at a recent birthday party. And I was like, you can listen to it if you want. Just so you know, there is some in-law bashing in there. I warned him. So if I'm going to get in trouble, I'm just telling you now. Well, first one he listens to is the most recent one where I say I don't want to have a child anything like my in-laws, for lack of a better term. So then he tells his wife, who then tells her twin, who then tells her daughter. And they told two friends and so on and so on. Who told my sister-in-law, who then told my husband, who then called me. So I was like, okay. I mean, first of all, they've not seen me do stand-up, so they don't realize how much I joke about that family. But second of all, usually it's just about my mother-in-law. All of you don't have to take the brunt of the joke. So then I, so, so my husband was like, we got to call and say something. So I called this – first I called the sister, the first one, who you know, whose husband heard it. And I was like, just so you know, I do stand-up about this. I didn't mean to hurt anyone. It's fine. Well, who else do I need to call? You might want to call my twin. 
cool. All right. So I said, is there anyone else? Well, and she probably told her daughter. Dad. I'm like, cool. So I call them all. I apologize. I text them. Then I call my mother-in-law, who, who had already missed a call from the first aunt. And I was like, Mom, this is what your sister wants. I did this. And she was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> she thinks it's amusing. She thinks the joke is hilarious. She's like, that's pretty funny. And I'm like, yeah, they didn't think so. She's like, okay, well, if you already called and apologize, that's fine. You're going to need to call the youngest sister, though. Oh, no. And I was like, what? Why? She goes, because if she finds out from one of the other sisters, it's not going to be good. You need to call her and tell her now. And I'm like, so let me make sure I understand what you're saying. She goes, and then while you're at it, can you explain why you haven't been to any family parties in the last three months? All right. That's not what this is about. Back <laughs> off. I, I, there's just so much crow I can douse with ketchup. Let me get this straight. You want me to call your sister, tell her how I screwed up, then apologize for it, then apologize because your son's been not feeling well? She's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. It sounds terrible when you say it, but yeah, that's the gist. I was like, cool. But don't think for a second I'm not going to podcast about this bullshit in a matter of seconds. <laughs> she goes, hi, you're on the phone with me. My mom's here. So now Scott's grandmother is in the car as well. So I get to tell them both. By the way, the grandmother's like 96. <laughs> So I have to tell them both. So I'm like, this is what happened. And then she kind of got stuck. She's like, what do you mean you got to choose? Oh, no. I'm like, that's not what we're talking about. She's like, no, but how did you how did you choose between one and the other? And I'm like, well, because that's actually had- a private thing between my husband and myself and not something I feel I need to answer to the entire world about. They did genetic testing and they knew what they were. So I wanted to know what they were. She's yeah, like, oh, I was see. confused on that. I didn't know that they did it. I was confused about the whole process. I yeah. learned through the podcast. Yeah, I remember your education. Thank you. She did not particularly think it was funny, but she was like, thank you for calling. I understand. Listen, if you're going to make jokes about your mother-in-law, though, she's at a very fragile and sensitive oh time in her life. And I'm like, yeah, she thought it was hilarious. <laughs> she, I think she likes what I use in my material. But just so you know, I always run jokes by her before. This time I happen to not. But I normally do. So that's a lie. I was very afraid to tell you this because I don't want to be on your naughty list. I wanted to stay on your nice list. And she just laughed. She was like, no chance of that. Oh, well, they all have. She loves me. They all have jokes. And so, and so that is the end of that story. And then at the end of it, I was like, I've never eaten so much crow in my life in one day. But I will say this. I was very angry that he had some words to say to me about it, my husband, because he still hadn't listened. In fact, if somebody else hadn't been nosy, I'd still be safe. And then he was like, well, so what? I only have so much time in the day. I'm like, I have an hour show once a week. You drive in the car 45 minutes to and from work five days a week. What do you mean you don't have time? So I have questions. I said, Melissa's husband listens every time, gives her notes, tells her what's funny, makes jokes about it. You've never heard one episode. He goes, I listen to Off in the Weeds. I'm like, that's not this show. That's seven years ago. Thank you so much. Yeah. I was, seven. Like, I was like, thank you for proving my point. And a GFY. So. Oh. Um, oh, I love him. All right. So I have one question. I love him too. But I mean, you can't be mad about something you yourself don't participate in. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yes. In your apology tour, in your crow eating apology tour, I have to tell you, you're a better <laughs> man than I because I can't, I'm not capable as a human of that. No. I'm capable of apologizing for something that I've done that's wrong. I am not capable for calling people who, who are not even involved in something because they could peripherally hear and get defensive of a sibling. I am not capable of saying I'm sorry and then apologizing for some I can't you the fact that you did that you went three steps past anywhere I even was actually very proud of me I couldn't have because a I wouldn't have meant it b I would have been angry about it I would have been like who the fuck do they think they are even having feelings about what I've said like I've trashed I've trashed a relative of my two two relatives of mine on this one I really hope will never listen because I still do love her very much but I'm calling you on your shit I sometimes call her mom. And the other is is a sibling who I don't give a fuck. I hope you listen and know how I feel about you. But um, that, that nobody's known for 45 years that I've had a sibling. But, but I mean, 
I could see apologizing at some point for not not for my feelings, but for sharing and and making humor out of. I could see that. that but is what I swear I did. to God, I swear to God, if friends of hers were offended and needed a conversation, I would give them the business card of a local shrink and tell them to work on their feelings. They are not my fucking problem. I, I cannot believe they weren't her friends. They were. It was all her family. I, and, I don't care. You no, but what? I, I, but but. First of all, I was very angry at first because I still felt very entitled to do whatever I wanted because they didn't listen anyway and they don't care about me and poor me. Then I didn't even realize what I realized until after I did all the apologizing. Then I was like, okay, I really don't want like my sister-in-law, my cousin to be mad. And that's Listen, so what I apologized for was not what I said or that I made jokes or that I'm funny. I apologized because... You know, I said, I do a lot of shtick about, I said, lots of people do shtick about in-laws. I do a lot of shtick about in-laws. Usually it's just about the one or two. I said, but this time. And I was sure you would never listen. And I, and I said, and they don't listen. Not that it matters. I said, but I was, they usually know the kinds of things I say. Uncle Daddy is fucking hilarious. There's nothing you're going to do to cover for that. But I shouldn't have made the whole (laughs) family. What I said was I shouldn't have made the whole family the butt of my joke. Aunt That's Molly. all I said. I can't even hear. I see your lips moving, and all I hear is Aunt Molly and Uncle Daddy. <laughs> and Uncle and Daddy. Still Would that be funny? fun? <laughs> Yay! Okay. It's funny. That part's funny, but she didn't find it was funny because she said it made her sound like a hillbilly Ugh. kook. No, it's fucking hilarious. And I just said, don't feel that way. It was just a joke. Why are you angry? Why are you angry, John? All right. So I'm angry by the way the thing, how it got back to Scott. So, in other words, yeah, instead of me going too. to the sur- source. She went around the source. I, to your I complained about that for a good half hour. Right? Like, why I was can like, no one? Real, yeah. I said everyone went to everyone else but me. Like I've yes. been a part of this family for fifteen years. Not one of you called me and be like, "Hey, yo, what's this about?" They told her. They told her, and then they all go to my husband, who like doesn't know anything ever. Like he doesn't even know what day it is. Sorry, baby. They didn't have the balls to confront you. So what they did well, was they handed your husband a big snowball and said, here, you throw this. So I mentioned that to my mother-in-law. Like, why can't they all just say something to me? And like, because then she was like, yeah, I think my sister's feeling unhappy that you haven't been. I'm like, why hasn't she said to me? She sent my kid a Hanukkah present. Where was the question about where you've been? Well, that's just not how my family works. Not everyone's family is perfect. Everyone's different. I'm like, okay, everyone's different. Cool. Not everybody's family is perfect. What are you talking about? Not everyone's family is the same. Uh, I don't know. You're talking about my family's perfect. Oh, yes. So then I started are. looking up definitions of things like gaslighting, <laughs> narcissism. No. no, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, I. I Dutch oven. Not the same it. thing. I know stop the definition right of that very intimately. <laughs> so that was my crow eating extravaganza. I was in New Orleans like when this chicken, went down. And I, I had thought, the back channel. What? I had the back channel of it. Melissa had said, hey, listen, I might need you. Stay in the sidelines right now. But if, if things start to get really, really bad oh, here. Yeah. So then I text John and I'm like, what do I do? He's going to listen to all of them. They all have to go. I would kill you. I'm going to be honest. I would kill you. Like I, I was just going to put them all under a paywall and start fresh. No. <laughs> I, I'm not comfortable yet charging anybody right now. I mean, I saw your comment about Patreon, and that's a different story. But while in New Orleans, we did. Are you I've my been Patreon? To, no. I've been. I don't even know if I'm still on cheap. I don't even know if I'm still on cheap podcast. You wouldn't have I seen am. that otherwise. Yes. Okay. I went to New Orleans three times in my life. Um, this last time it's with my family. The first time. I bet it was wildly different this time. Each time. The first time. It was the hostel. Well, the first time it wasn't. The first time I was a kid, I took my SATs there oh. um, in, an all, in an all-boys Catholic school. It was the craziest thing. Girl, wait a minute. You grew up in New York? You went to New Orleans to take your SATs? Like they I didn't was on have a convention. In- no, I was on a convention. It was the second time I took them. And uh, no sleep. I mean, it was super emotional. I got my heart broken. And the second time I went, I broke hearts. And the third time I went, I went with my family. So you broke it hearts? was just like three wildly different. Yeah, I, I broke that part. Oh, I'll tell you later. Uh, okay. Three wildly different experiences. And sharing, you know, like Royal Bourbon, Canal, like sharing all those streets, walking at night with my kids and a different musician every other block. All the stores open till midnight. Try not to show your boobs. 
Um, yeah, we're a little early for that, but that's always a possibility. But it was it was fun and it was beautiful and it was great. And I get a panicked text from John that says, you're around? And I'm like, no. He's like, well, just stay around. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> what was that? So I text Jessica later and I say, anything okay? <laughs> I mean, like, pick something. Is anything okay? So Yeah, I didn't know that... I couldn't tell by that question if you knew what that what you were asking. But. Well, I just w- wanted to open a door for you. So we are still here for you, dear listener, and lots of research this week and content for you. And in our week off, we still tried to provide you with content. And also in my week off, I stepped outside my box. What? Hey, I know. Someone she did something me. I would never sign up for. Outside Melissa's box. Ding. Jessica, the next time I go, I'm taking you. And there will be a next time. You would fucking love it. I I went to throw axes, hatchet throwing, at a place. And I'll give them a plug because they were so much fun. It's it's called Bury the Hatchet. It was delightful. And I thought, uh, I'm not – first of all, I know this is going to be shocking because of how often I exercise and all the sports I play on the regular. I'm not a wildly athletic person. No, really? I know, I know you struggle understanding or even believing that, but I threw axes and you really don't need (laughs) any sports. I do play darts and that did come in handy. Bar sports, it was a BYO place, which always confuses me. If you're going to throw darts or you're going to throw hatchets, why alcohol would be involved? It just doesn't seem smart. But it was so much fun, and we had such a good time. We went with friends, and it was something I think everybody should do. And that is throw an axe outside my box. Yes, go axe throwing. Okay. So what was the big deal about throwing an axe? Like, what was the thrill of it? What was fun about it? Okay. Yeah. So when we got there, we kind of got like a counselor. A well, in a, in a, to a target. Right. So we kind of got like a counselor for two hours. And I thought, just leave us alone and let us aim at shit and compete with each other. Like, just leave. Oh, no. This kid was great. He said, all right, our first game. And it was you split into teams like you did, you know, when you were nine and you were picking teams on the ball field. Yes. For some of them. And some of them were by family. And they all had cute names like Kiss My Axe or Axe Holes <laughs> or whatever they were. They were just super. It was super cute. And you know, it took out a little bit of aggression and things that you never thought you'd be good at, you were amazingly good at. I didn't hit anything. I didn't hit anything. Then there was like this wild cart, this like crazy spot that if you hit that, you get like triple the points or everybody had, was the only thing I hit all day. But it was so great that we got to bring, we brought Chinese food, we hung out and it was just, it was, and the Music was pounding, and once they start hitting my 90s rap music, I was super <laughs> happy. And, and yeah, it was kind of great, and we should definitely go there. So it's really kind of – it is almost <laughs> a cross between darts and I would say bowling kind of sort of. In that there are alley lanes kind of right. thing. And yes, yes, similar. I mean, I see people doing this. I mean, I used to throw axes before it was popular – like when we were actually, when I was a kid. Chasing your and, ex-wife? Oh, no, okay. when I was a kid and I used to have to split wood because we had a fireplace and my dad wouldn't buy split wood, you know, and then you would take the axe and you would throw it. There was a tree there and you would throw it and it would stick into the tree. So the next time you came out and split. So, I, I, so when people said, oh, look, we're throwing axes. And I was like, okay, next, what are we going to do next week? Sweep a floor? I mean, I just don't understand. It's like people now are doing things that others used to do on a normal basis. And it's like, it's amazing to them. Yeah, it's a trend. It's a it's a trend right now. It'll come and go, but for while it's here, it's fun. Yeah, okay. So it's like they're throwing axes now. Next week they'll sweep the floor. Maybe the week after that they'll cook a meal. I don't know. I mean, it just seems to me it's this. I'm not cooking a meal. I understand amazing. What you're saying. It's amazing mediocrity, in my opinion. Did you see my post about all the new things I did last year? No, I was very yes. very proud of that actually. So, yeah, what were your top new three new things that you did last year? Um, I have to Three. remember. I dyed my hair blonde and blue. That's Probably true. Probably dyeing my hair blue was. I said so dyeing one. your hair with several colors is one. Um, now I have to look because I don't remember. If it's your top three things, you can't even remember the top three. 
My own top three? No, I, I need to see the list. Just give me a second. When we were younger, John, we didn't have to split wood. We had a coal stove. So in the morning, ah. super early, we used to have to go out with a bucket and shovel coal from the coal bin on the side of the house and then bring it inside and have two full coal bins buckets next to the fireplace. So when my father woke up at 4.11 every morning and shoveled the coal in there, he had full bins. So if that's a thing now, now let if me it's, know. if it snows, the next thing you'll do, you'll be sledding with a coal shovel. You'll put your ass on a coal sled shovel and you'll go down a hill. That'll yeah, be, it's an that'll outdoors. Be that's an outdoor winter thing. That's not for me. I'll okay. be drinking my coffee and Bailey's. All right. I got you. All right. So that's one. Oh, it's number two Top there. Top three. Top three. Okay. The roast. I've never roasted anyone before. Okay. That was a good one. Or done stand-up, Ooh, stand-up comedy. Up. Oh, yeah. Doing stand-up comedy on a regular basis. Dying my hair blue. Going right. to Harvard. That's four. All right. That's enough. <laughs> we don't need the list. How, how many, just, how many are on the Just the highlights, list? my love. Just the highlights. You're done. I'm done. <laughs> I discovered I was bringing a dog or three to get groomed, and I discovered there's a new shop by us. It sells just bunt cakes. What? And. It's just Bunt Cakes they have. And it's like, it's some super clever name, nothing Bunt Cakes or something like that. And (laughs) I'm kind of amazed that in a world these days that has keto and has the understanding that carbs are not good for you, places like bagel shops and Bunt Cake stores and Billy Pretzel Company, all of these businesses are still opening and thriving, knowing full well that all of these things, like they're they're, tr- it's like opening a cigarette store. All of these things are not doing good things to your body. But I I think that I can have a career in carbs. Like to me, a career in carbs sounds like a downward spiral. Like for forty minutes, you'll be successful. And guess what? It's January. Everybody made their New Year's resolution to eat fewer carbs, take better care of yourself. They just opened up in December. Is this place now out of business? How do they do it? Who needs a bun cake? Like someone says, oh my god, where am I going to get a bun cake? Like, bunt cakes are the easiest thing to make, aren't they? I only make chocolate chip banana loaves. That's all I make, yeah, chocolate chip the banana bread. Bun- look who I'm talking to. So bunt cakes <laughs> are my, – my family makes them <laughs> just – oh, you need a bunt cake here. It's like real quick. John, you're talking about something for which you need a special pan. So immediately I think it's a specialty item. Yeah, it has to be. If it, if it needs a different – like muffins, that's a specialty item. Specialty item. A bunt cake is a sheet cake – in a different pan is basically all it is. So it's why don't they just call it the cake? It can't place? be. That can't be. Why? Because it's, it's cake I mean, batter. You have special equipment that you need. There's no, obviously something batter. more to it. It's cake batter that you bake in a pan. The pan is what makes it the bunt cake because there's a hole all in right. the center of it. So how do they keep businesses open and productive and successful and lucrative, knowing that it's it's counterintuitive? Besides the fact that. They're delicious. Like cookies by design. That's another one. They have cookies. It's just a cookie store. Like, mm, I love cookies. But uh, how do you do it? Well, I'll, I'll just go with the pretzel place. Like the pretzel place, you can get them. They're so cheap. Like for They're $5. Yeah, you can get you can get like a 1,000 of them for $5. Yes. That's an exaggeration. It's nothing. No, you're absolutely right. Stuart went and picked them up. We brought them to throw axes. We had yeah, like exactly. 200 things for $1.50. It was crazy. And when they're hot and when they're warm and fresh, they're so good with mustard. Or you get the little nibbins, the nubbins, the little tiny dipping things. They're fantastic. But again, how often do you eat them? Uh, as far as carbs go, I mean, I am very low carb because I'm, I'm trying to lose weight. But there's a bunch of people out there that are thin or, you know, young kids out there that they don't really have to worry about carbs yet or that, you know, their body can burn them or whatever goes on. So, you know, we can't just outlaw carbs for everybody because we don't like so them. And I don't think they're bad for you. I feel like we should outlaw sugar. So it's for the young? Is that what you're saying? That or stuff's for the young? Young and the thin. I've been young learning a lot thin. about how the, the sugar industry, the yeah. sugar industry the really fucked hate. us over. I don't hate them. People I hate. The uh, young and the thin. I'm jealous. I'm just, I don't hate them. I miss oh, being John. that. Yeah, I, I miss it. No, I miss it. But as far as these different, st- yeah, they open and they close. I'm trying to think of some stores that were wildly popular and you okay vcr the the vcr stores like now they before they were all over the place and now you don't need them i mean they go out of yeah but i think you always need carbs there's always going to be the young and the thin so is that why you're saying 
yeah, there's always a bakery. Somebody needs a cake. Somebody needs cookies to go somewhere. As long as you're having a party or somewhere to go, you're going to need sweet treats. So there's going to be a market mm. for it. I don't know about the bunt cake. I'm sure it's, they just don't have bunt cakes. I'm sure there's got to be other. Now stuff I have in to go in. You do. I mean, you know, my kid works at a bakery, and it's magical. Right. And he exactly. Again, works last weekend and this weekend, and but I, I just don't understand how you're opening up a whole shop of just cake, just bunt cake. It's it's and even bagels, which are my mothership, calling me home. I and it's just the best ever, but. It's counterintuitive. You know that that is just sugar, and it's just going to sit on you. Well, so and- is any kind of bread, any roll, anything like that. Everybody makes a sandwich. A bagel is just a big, bready roll Happiness. kind of sort of. Yes. Yeah. But you can spread things on. All right. So let's take let's take bets. How long do you think just bunt cakes or bunt whatever is going to be in business? I would say a year. I'll give it One a year. year. Because somebody okay. will say, okay, we'll see how this does for a year. And then after losing money, they'll say, all right, we got to close this up. All right. And I'm going to go in and take pictures and post it on yeah, our Insta. You should. Okay. That's what we'll You should do. go buy a bunt cake and see if it's uh, if they're any good. What other careers and carbs could we have? Could we have like a, can you just make soup in a bread bowl? How about that? I love soup in a bread bowl. Soup in right. a sourdough bread bowl is amazing. Mm, now, now I want Panera for dinner. Yeah, exactly. Um mm. That sounds totally. good. It does. French onion soup with the cheese melted over a sourdough bowl. Oh, now I'm drooling. Right. A recipe about which I am not drooling. We've been discussing Jello um, in the past couple of episodes. Not just Jessica's eggs. We've been discussing like other recipes. So Jello. I was out with a friend, my friend Dulcie, the other day, and she said, "You know, I, I listened to your podcast, and I said you're the one." Um, not true. <laughs> there are others. I actually sent out a hat this week to another listener and maybe even a headband because I was so excited because she's always a loyal, loyal listener. But so Dulcie says to me, you know, my grandmother or mother had a recipe that I think will be of interest to you. I said, do tell. She said, lime jello. You with me? Yeah. Peas. Ooh, you lost me. Walnuts. And the clincher. Tuna. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck is Tuna that recipe? What is that? Tuna and Jello. Because Jessica has has been known to like the tuna casserole recipe and and has said that hers is excellent. So I want to know how you feel about the tuna and Jello walnut pea recipe. It sounds like a failure on the show Chopped. Like the, oh, like these, you were only given these ingredients, right? Make and something? you had to make something, and it was Jello walnut tuna disgustingness. I think tuna is an ingredient that has a very both specific audience and and palette of things you can use with it. There are just few True. things that you can use with tuna. Tuna and sweet do not go together. Tuna and salty. You can't put a craisin in tuna. That's disgusting. No, you can't put jello and peas in tuna. Well, you could put peas, but you can't put jello in tuna. Don't put peas. That's that's tuna casserole. Now you're getting all your all your tunas are confused. <laughs> Get a grip. Tuna tuna is for lunch on a bagel. Tuna is not dinner unless you're having a bagel with tuna for dinner. <laughs> but it's not for or, – or tuna melt on a rainy day. But that's where I'm drawing the line. Stop it with your adding tuna to shit. I don't really like tuna and cheese. Oh, I do. The one I thing like I would like cheese. to do is <laughs> like if I, if I have a roll, I'll put the tuna salad. I'll put cucumbers down and tuna salad on top of that. It gives it a little crunch. That's nice. I like that. But I don't do the celery. I don't do the onions. Where the mutton is sliced, nice and Just lean, nice and, um, nice and lean and thin, <laughs> nice and lean. Mutton, mutton lettuce and tomato. An MLT. <laughs> Where the mutton is nice and lean. It's delicious. Um, so I said last time, I'm tired of Billy Crystal hosting everything. It seems yes. that Ellen did a uh, a push to get mm-hmm. cute little Kevin Hart back on the hosting trail for the Oscars. How'd that go? Well, that sour fruit Don Lemming from CNN didn't like it. Okay, Don Lemon is delightful. He's so a stop sour, it with your sour fruit, fruit piece of crap. In other words, wow. he, he, I can't stand him. I, honestly, I wish he would go away. I can't. As soon yeah. as he turns, nothing makes me ch- change the channel faster than Don Lemon's face. What about Sarah Huckabee Sanders? She's Fair pretty enough. much where I lunge for the remote. Right. There's always someone. I. Uh, 
I don't know. I feel bad. You know what? I feel bad for her. It's like there's a job. Don't. She's doing it. She cho- no. I know she, she chose it. She does not have it. to no. do this. This is her choice. I know no. she could quit, but somebody's <laughs> got to do it. Some asshole has to do it. The last guy almost. Right. And we're going to hate them all. Yeah. So, so right. why does it have to be her? I don't no. know. I mean, it doesn't have to be. No. Because right. she's a despicable human being defending another despicable human being. So no. don't make excuses for her. It's her choice. Up I until today, things may be different tomorrow, but women still do have a choice. About? What do you mean tomorrow? Again, with this victimhood. That's another thing that gets up my under my skin. Skirt. So yeah, while we're at it, skirt. let's start a new segment called... Poking the bear. And guess who the bear is, John? Me. John! Okay, PETA has come out with phrases that you can no longer use. Okay, hold on. I right. got. Wait a minute. I have something for the uh, for our segment. Poking the bear? There we go. Poking the bear. Okay. So you're not allowed to say to beat a dead horse anymore. Uh, PETA has substituted feeding a fed horse. Oh my God. You're not allowed to say bring home the bacon because that's just cruelty to an animal and it's speciesism. You have to say bring home the bagels. And as our last carb discussion, I'm a big fan of bringing home the bagels. So I'm going to get on board with that one. Uh, it, how, first, about, how about no? How about no? How, how about, about all this? Take the bull by the horns. No, no, no. Take that rose by the thorns. <sighs> You're not buying it? Are you in? Are you out? I understand. I- there. I listen. I understand that they love animals and they don't want to eat animals, and I support them in that cause. Okay, but I okay. like animals. I like okay. eating animals. I like okay. bacon, all that stuff. Okay, and I'm not offended delicious. by it. So stop telling me how. If you want to say take the rose by the thorns and have someone tilt their head like a dog that hears a funny noise, then by all means do that. But they're saying the rest that- of us are going to take the bull by the horns. They're saying that words matter, John, and instead of no, killing two birds with one stone, you should feed two birds with one scone. I dare you to try to kill two birds with one stone. It's very, very hard. Um, to be stone? honest, I've always <laughs> I've always hated the phrase, what fucking degenerate would try to kill two birds with, yeah. or any birds with a stone, you horrible, horrible human yeah. being. See, my the one that used to drive me crazy is a bird in the hand. Is worth two in the bush. Two in the bush. And I don't think so, because I would always rather have a three-way than jerk off. But How does that work? I used to say a bird in the hand is worth two in my bush. (laughs) Much more appropriate. Obviously, I didn't understand it in the beginning. That's funny, because my ex-mother-in-law used to call, when she was um, talking to their kids about their stuff, she called it their bird. Don't touch your bird. Can we shit talk your ex mother in law instead of your girlfriend? She's dead, so it's safe but not nice. Right. Uh, not nice. I didn't know that. She's hey. dead. Actually, she's dead, and I really, I really was fond of her. Even though, I, I mean, I was very fond of her. She's sweet. So she shouldn't be our guinea pig, or as Peta would prefer us to say, being a test tube instead she of could, a guinea pig. Because she was very. She's a little bit of a Bible beater. Um, even though she, we loved each other. She, like Emily used to giggle because, like, one year at Christmas, she was looking out the window, and Emily was like, "What's wrong, with my mom?" And she goes, "Jesus was our Lord and Savior." Hmm. <laughs> and Emily was like, and then I just giggled and walked away. <laughs> hmm. I mean, she was just cute like that. But you know, from Boone's Creek, Tennessee. I'm very sweet. Yeah. Drink it's a, a southern thing, too. The thing with PETA is that they get all excited. So they're the, for the people for the ethical treatment of animals. And I say, I'm PETA, people eating tasty animals. So we have a different. Like, they go in and they will go into the meat department and they'll put a sticker on a piece of London broil and say, hello, my name was Ralph and you're was. eating me. Right. And That's so wrong. and I'm like, thanks, so Ralph. Wrong. I'm sure you'll be very tasty once I marinate you. And put you I on think the grill. that words do matter, John. I think really? words definitely matter. But yes, I think you do. lose credibility when you're throwing a scone at birds. I mean, you have a real cause and a real, real issues. And you to 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 take this and and I think they're kind of making fun. I, nobody's going to do this. <laughs> Let's start there. Are you going to change it? I'm for the ethical treatment of animals. And you'll never, other than the, for the purpose of this show, hear me say, feed two birds with one scone. Besides the fact that I would throw a scone out because they're disgusting for they somebody else to eat. <laughs> so I would feed thousands of birds with as many scones as I could. Uh, but I, I don't see myself taking the rose by the thorns. 
Actually, that one doesn't seem so bad now that I think about it. Being a guinea pig is never going to change. Okay. It's, it was from experiments. I don't believe in the experiments. Words do matter. I think there's a bigger fight you should be fighting than, than this level. I think Pete is full of themselves. They just put an ad out where it's about people having sex and it's meat eaters having sex and two people that are not meat eaters or vegans having sex. And like the meat eaters had sex and it was over real quick and the woman was disappointed. And while the vegans were still wildly in the throes of passion, the meat eaters were already dressed and leaving the house. And, and the, having a hamburger, right, a bacon and the, double right, cheeseburger. And the vegans were still, you know, making this pat all these noises and oh my goodness and all the th- and I'm thinking to myself, have you ever seen a vegan? They're all malnourished. They all look like they need a meal. Okay. It's None of crazy. that's true. It's this, none, this of, true. none of that is true. If you don't believe me, Sean. go to YouTube and search militant vegans and look at them. Militant anything. You can't say all of them are malnourished. Not all of them all are. Of that's them, just a crazy thing to right. say. Uh, You're getting wacko on me. Don't get wacko. I stand by my vegans need a need protein. Mallory tried to be a vegetarian for a while, and then she started looking at my shoulder like I was a shank of lamb. And I'm like, See? let's get to Five Guys immediately and get her a double burger. <laughs> she just she lost her mind. It, did, it didn't work. I understand that there's a lot of people that don't want to eat meat because of how they feel about animals. I get all that. And you know what? If you do, fine. But again, stay in your lane. Don't sit there and try to convert us. All right. We I don't feel that care. way about religion too, John. Exactly. I feel that way All the about things. comedy, religion, anything. Stay in your so lane. More so about religion. More so about religion because they come off as holier than thou when they do it. Right. And they don't know this thou. So don't tell me you're you're better than I am for not eating meat or accepting Jesus Christ as your savior. You do you. And I will continue to do well, me. If you do, you'll get Christmas. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Jessica, what would you do to go viral? What would you, what are you willing to do on a video anywhere to go viral? I mean, the key question there, to be honest with you, is video because I don't like being on video. So yeah. not a lot. The question really is what haven't I done to go viral? I'm not really into public humiliation. I don't like public nudity. As no. Yeah, we do know that, which was shocking to us when we first heard it. I really, want to see I can't that it commercial was shocking that to you. John just told us about. I'm going to Google that commercial or YouTube it after this. All right, we'll have to put it in the show notes. I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, going viral is not that important to me. Right. Is it because I already have an audience or is it like, I mean, if no one knew me and I wanted to go viral, I might be willing to do more. Or 20 years ago, I might have been willing to do more than I am at 40 you know, than I was at 20. I, I don't make it my business to go viral, but I think I also, I don't think there's really a um, formula. You never know what's going to go viral. It could be something cute or something terrible or getting hit in the crotch. Like you never know. Lots of people get hit in the crotch, but why right. does one go viral the, over the other? John, what about you? Is there something you could think of that a line that you would draw? Uh, you know, something again, I'm not now. I mean, I would like to go viral for doing stand up. If I could do stand up, I would love to be able to do that. That'd be awesome. Good, a good set, a good but solid, that's not the question. Not 15. what would you do, but what wouldn't? Like, where do you draw the line? At like, would you be naked? No, would I'll you tell be? You. Wait, Listen. let me tell you why, and then you can think about it for another All right, second. Okay. All right. Online, I saw. You know, I can't believe this is happening, but people are still getting married. They've learned nothing from us, um, from our generation, <laughs> dummies. So this this couple gets married and. You know, they're at the reception, and I've seen a lot of reception dances that have gone viral or even walking down the aisle that's gone viral because of music or a choreographed dance or whatever they're doing. It's adorable and whatever it is. But the one I just saw recently was a groom when it was time to take the garter, did you see this, off no. of his new bride's leg? Yes. He put on a spelunking headlamp. Turned it on, went under her huge gown. Yes. Okay. Comes out with number one, a very large pair of men's dirty tidy whiteies, like a like a Snickers bar has been rubbed into the tidy whiteies, and he pulls that out with with the light forehead light still on. Right. And everybody's laughing, and they think he's hilarious. And then he dives back down and goes under there, and he pulls out like a 
what looks like a semi-used tampon hanging out of his mouth as he comes up with that. And I'm thinking, if I am that woman, he's not even finished yet, by the way. If I'm that woman, I am so second guessing the yes and the I do I just gave because you're a fucking moron and you have 0.0 sense of humor on our nuptial day. His third dive brought out a baby doll that he is now saying he's pulling out of out of her. I respect oh this more than I respect the choreographed dancing, to be quite honest with you, because first I of all, it's original. Origi- oh. It's First of all, it's very, very original. Second of all, you know he just didn't do this. He had talked about it with his wife, and she I was on. I don't think she looked like she had seen it. How did he <laughs> do that? Like Where's was- the link? I need to see that now. All right, so, for, all right, so I will go back to my what? wedding. So when I got married, my father and my mother were divorced. So apparently my father went out to catch the garter. And of course, my father, being the man that he was, he boxed out and caught the garter, which was embarrassing enough. Sorry, Dad. You rest in peace. So then I forget who caught the bouquet, but then my dad had to go do this. And what the DJ did was he gave my dad a pair of black panties to put in his hand as he went and put the garter on the girl who caught the bouquet's leg. And he does. And what he does, he moves and he pulls his hand real back and he holds down these pair of black panties. And, you know, it's a joke. I get it. I've seen it, you know, tons of times afterwards. But I was like, oh, dad. Right. Cute joke is that chocolate stained under big tidy whiteies and a used tampon in your mouth. I mean, what did you just marry? I say, show me your This is what I say. I say he tested the bounds of comedy and I respect that. I say she made a mistake. And she regrets it. <laughs> so well, you don't know that's that. fine. And How would he do that and not and her not know it? <laughs> that's a good question. No, I don't think she. I watch the video. We'll try to find a link for you. I heard of a new phobia. We had one episode that was just all phobias. Do you remember that one? What are you afraid of? Right. Clowns, spiders, falling heights. How about nomophobia? Which nomophobia is, is the fear of where the fuck's my phone? That I have. Where, Everyone has I leave that, my don't phone. they? You know the old guy who pats his whole body looking for his bifocals so he could read something? It's like the beginning of The Princess Bride when Peter Falk walks out and he's like, I need my glasses. I need, and he starts tapping everywhere. I've done that for my phone and been like, I've checked every pocket and every orifice. Where is that phone? It's nomophobia, fear of being caught without your phone. Well, you know the, tr- the trilogy of readiness for a man, don't you? Was this the Adam Sandler thing? I don't know. Because I don't, I've never, I don't know. But my trilogy of readiness is keys, wallet, phone. Keys, wallet, phone. Mm. If you walk out the door, before you shut the door, you go keys, wallet, phone. I've locked myself out of the house by not Many doing times. keys, wallet, phone. I've had to poop Many under times. my deck because I've never done <laughs> keys, wallet, phone. I can't do this because I, I always have mine right by the phone. So I can't do that. I cannot you always lose my have shit. your phone by you. Yeah. So then you have it. it. Right. You, I've right. been, I've walked out of the house, got in a truck, went. Oh, my phone's still in the house. Got out of the truck, came into the house, got my phone to leave. Because what happens if my truck breaks down while I'm doing something? What would I do? I've actually sewn it to my ass. Is that what you've done? What did we ever do before we had cell phones? We we did. We made do. We didn't. Yeah, we we didn't know. It's like people. What would we did? What did we do before we had cars? We rode horses. Yeah, but what did you do? It wasn't text me when you get there. It was call me when you get to your friend's house and you picked up the big rotary and you dialed. But now you're on the side of the road. Do we have to count on people to help us or? Yeah, back in the day, you used to wave people down. You would hitchhike. Yeah. Remember the days you would hitchhike? I got myself in some pretty shady situations, actually. Did you do, uh, you would find, if you were somewhere, you would find a pay phone and you would call and ring once. Yep. And hang up. That was our signal. We did that. Yeah, yeah you would call, ring would... once, and hang up, and then you would get your money back. Because if not, it would cost you. Well, back when I started, it was a dime. Now it's a quarter. I don't even know what it is now. Right. I used to work for the Philip Van Heusen Company, which was like Bass Shoes and Jeffrey Bean and Cape Isle, like all these mm-hmm, before there was the world of outlets. And I wore penny loafers, but instead of pennies, I had quarters in my loafers in case I desperately needed. Back in my day, the payphone, I guess it was 10 cents for a while, but then it was a quarter. So right. I had to carry cash in my shoes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we did some, yeah, we just suffered a lot. I do That's everything with my phone. I'm, I do too. I never, I always had to stop and ask for directions. 
Never I have definitely to do that had now. to do that without. I never have to do that now. Nope. I listen to podcasts through my car radio with yep. my phone. We must have been much more patient then than we that. are now because now is very much instant gratification. I will wait online somewhere and inside my head is other Melissa who is screaming, what the fuck is taking so long? Inside my head and outside, I'm nice, calm, cool, and collected. And I can't has, imagine back then has the being phone impatient. helped that at all? It's made it you so much worse. you with your phone now. Now no. See, you don't me, even talk to people so on the better. phone. You text. Who talks on the phone now? Like yeah, when but I, you go and wait at the doctor, I don't feel better because I have my phone. I have someplace else to go after this. Why am I waiting for 40 minutes to be seen? I respect your time. Could you have called me to tell me you're running 40 minutes or an hour behind? Or mm-hmm. it, it makes me absolutely crazy, but not on the outside. On the outside, I am an upstanding citizen married to a pillar in the gosh darn community, and I cannot be that screaming psycho that's, that sometimes, not always, but sometimes happens inside my head. Like when you're sitting there at the microwave tapping your foot because your popcorn's taking too long to pop. Back in my day, we had to get the pan out. Yeah. And as it would pop, we'd have to catch it before the dog got it. No, the like thing it. the thing I explained to someone that I couldn't believe I had to explain this was like the thrill of watching The Grinch. I forget who was here. I think it was Izzy, my my niece. And I, I just turned on The Grinch and I'm like, do you know what I had to go through as a kid to see The Grinch on Christmas? I had to look in the t- – first of all, I had to get a newspaper, TV look guide. in the TV guide, yeah. figure out when it was, highlight it, remember because I had no – calendar when i was a kid that's preposterous or ability to remember <laughs> and then pray that nothing else was happening that night no like soccer or music lesson or hebrew school if it or fell on a hebrew dancing. school night remember that you was could... it for the year yes that was it for the year if i had dance or hebrew school i didn't see the grinch or there was no like see it later dvr even the vhs you had to remember to set it who would do that? And Not did your me. shows even qualify for being able to set it? Or was it everybody else's that got to pick the shows that recorded? No, I mean, sometimes. If, but I very rarely was like, oh, yeah, Charlie Brown. Oh, we missed it. it was, <laughs> that, that was more my life. Oh, that was on last night? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really a lot of taping and rewatching. Well, now. the thing is now that we all have – we've become very selfish because we can have whatever we want. If somebody does something – we immediately go right to YouTube or we Google it and there is the video or the audio or whatever we want. We could see it almost immediately as soon as it goes up. Anything. I mean, there was a thing just recently where Louis C.K. had was in uh, doing working a stand up routine. He was doing Trouble an open again. mic. Well, it's ridiculous. He didn't do anything wrong, to be quite honest. With you. Everybody's just like, they just like to jump on him. And, and besides that, everything he said was funny and absolutely correct in my Humble opinion. Well, it's it's your shtick. It's the what pronouns you're using. Why do I have to call you them? You're a one. Pro- yeah, it's it's your shtick is what it is. That's why you agree with them. Right. And the kids that, from Parkland, they're in front of Congress. I mean, why are they testifying in front of Congress? What do they know about gun control? That's where I'm going to pull you over, John. They are testifying in front of Congress because they lost friends of theirs because of laws that don't exist or aren't being enforced. And Congress is who they get to talk to. And that does make them an expert because their safety was put in jeopardy because Congress isn't acting to protect them. So get, let me get this straight. So they are an expert because they witnessed gun violence. They are victims. They are victims of gun violence. They're not victims. They witnessed it. You know who are victims? The people that are John, dead or shot. They're John, not victims. They are victims. They watched so be- it. They if don't get to have a feeling. somebody watched a car accident, does that are, make them? Are, a- John, get back in your lane. Get Hop in your lane. You are, Absolutely you are way not. off here. They are, are they are kids that saw something happen. They're not experts. So they are not affected by how say the they were lack affected. of laws. Of course they were affected. That not is experts. what gives them the right to testify in front of Congress. And I can tell them that, that, that they don't know what they're talking about. How do how they, they not, not know, know what, what they're talking about? They saw an accident. They have no idea how to protect a school or anything like that. They're 17-year-old kids. No. For God's sake. And you weren't. You are so I am not. You are so I am off. not. And I'll say it all day. Just because you see something, if you're a witness to something, doesn't make you an expert. If you if something if happened you around you, doesn't make you an expert. If you are going someplace, 
you if are you going someplace doesn't make you where an expert. you John, you are so it wrong. Does if you're going you an expert. If you were shot, just because John, that make just you because you are louder violence. than I am does not make you right. The fact that they went someplace where they are supposed to be safe really? and guns I don't they know. They went somewhere they were supposed to be safe and they got shot at. And that makes them And a, they a, got expert. shot at. So you're saying because they weren't actually hit with the bullets that were Even if they were, flying around. It makes them an expert as being a child who went into a school where they were supposed to be safe and their safety was not guaranteed to them. It makes them an expert in seeing their friends gunned down in front of them because laws are not being either followed that are already there or laws are not there to protect them. That does make them an expert on that. Can I ask you a question? Let me just change the subject for a second. Would you call me? It's about Jell-O. I'm done. If this is about Jell-O, I'm out. I've Would got you a hard call out. me an expert about heroin addiction? I would consider your about having a heroin addicted child. Well, you have a cocktail. You have a cocktail of things. But would I take your dialogue, your story, and your scenario? Would I consider you somebody worth listening to about this topic? Absolutely, yeah. What about borderline personality? Well, that's your cocktail. That's the that's the cocktail. I mean, what about borderline personality? I'm not an addict, and I don't have borderline personality, but I'm damn well an expert. You're an expert Sorry, of being I've around people no- with that. You're not an expert of having it. No, I'm like, not you an can't expert. Talk to an, well, you can't talk to a heroin addict and say, I know what you're going through. You have no idea. But she could talk to Congress I have an idea and of say, an idea. I've lived with an addict and... I, I can tell you, she can, she can do have an speak idea with authority. Here's how, I, here's how I've had an idea, and I can't speak for those children. But for me, the, the definition of an expert is if you can stand in the corner of Times Square and know more about a subject than most of the people walking by, you can be considered an expert. So I've what? read, yeah, like, I mean. Times Square. Yeah, th- that's like a ton of people walking by you. If you know more about. Dental hygiene. Jessica, I want to back you up here, but I, I can't follow the more than people in Times Square. I know you've been affected by this. No, but here's the thing. I've read a lot more about both of those subjects than most people. Okay. Why? Because I was experiencing it. Yeah, but you don't know what it's like to go live and be homeless because you don't you would chase that addiction more than you would go and be and take care of yourself. So they're no, not testifying know they about what that. it feels like to be shot. Jessica will be testifying what it's like to live with somebody who is borderline and addicted. She's testifying to the traits of that personality. They're testifying to being in a horrifying situation also, where you don't know if you're going to live or die. I can also testify what happens in their brain that makes them do those things. Which is? The heroin causes brain damage in the, where they create yeah, damages their... They can never... Right. They can never Exactly. They, they can't even fill it with other stuff. It's not like exercise will even help. It'll never or, go away. Or medicine. It will never go away. Right. Yeah, I talked to a friend of mine who said, we're so happy my husband, my husband's nephew was addicted to heroin and he's out of rehab. And I'm like, talk to me after Thanksgiving and tell me what you see. That is not or the Christmas child. Or Valentine's that is not Day. The chi- that's not the child that you once knew. You are not going to have that. Yes, I'm so happy that he's in recovery and he's doing well but he's not that person anymore because chemistry has made it sure that no he's not he's not even chemically the same person he was don't expect the same traits or whatever so i i love to hear her say that he's doing really well uh, he doesn't leave his room but he's not doing heroin and he's he's a little angrier but he's he's still not on drugs and he doesn't leave his room that's not good well it's another it's it's other issues but he's not the same person he was he's a different human altogether but yeah i'm, I'm very happy that you are a mostly success story the point is people can testify based on their experience and if their experience was being gunned down in their school i'd say they know most well they weren't gunned down in their school cuz they're in congress okay Next so topic. okay, so, so here we I go. Read an I just article. want to hang on. Wait, wait you, before we stop this, I just want to say one thing. I'm tired of t- people telling me what's funny and what's not funny. In other words, they took this is they not recorded, funny. To me. They recorded. <laughs> I got you. They re- funny though. Fuck. They recorded a set that he was working on and that he was changing, and they put was this he? out without his Louis. knowledge. Okay, and they have no, and people have no idea how it is to do stand up and what it is to totally work on. Totally inappropriate, right? right? So now, all of a sudden, they're judging him on the stuff that he's working out. And as far as I'm concerned, that is not right. And what he was talking about 
I understand. You don't. Wasn't the stuff he was talking about kind of inappropriate, though, for somebody? No, it's who's... never inappropriate. This it's is how comedy. he feels. If, if this is your audience, it's your audience. It's exactly. comedy. He's not running for political office. He's not. But but if to... Louis C.K. came to Philadelphia tomorrow, I would go buy a ticket to go watch his stand up. So what he said was, you know, when we were teenagers, we basically we were idiots. We did nothing. Why are you so socially justice warrior programmed? And the fact of the matter is they have to be. But if you want to find comedy in that, I don't find fault in him for making comedy. That's what comedy is. It's totally. It's pushing the boundaries. It's taking chances. And And then you have people sitting there going, well, this was funny. But when he said this, this was too much. Jump off a bridge. Well, here's the thing. I would not go buy tickets to see Louis C.K. And I have seen him live before and I practically wet the chair. It was so funny. But I think if I were sitting there now, all I would be able to see is him jerking off in front of people who didn't want to see it. I'm traumatized enough on their behalf by that right, to not right. want to do it. On the other I'm hand, not interested. Right. The whole thing about Kevin Hart having said homophobic jokes like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. that's why he can't do the Oscars. Like, I do feel like. If you go back and any comics Twitter, they're going to have said something horrendously offensive and inappropriate because that's what comics do. They make jokes that are, I mean, Lisa Lampanelli, her whole shtick is insults. She's an insult comic. Kevin Hart, he might be homophobic. He might not be. But if he hasn't been doing that in the last 10 years, I mean, people change. I'd hate to think people are judging me on shit I did when I was like 20 or even 30. Or four episodes ago. Trevor Noah, right? right? I, can't <laughs> I can't fucking change people. What the before, fuck? <laughs> before he took over The Daily Show, they announced him and then everybody went into his archives, Trevor Noah, who I think is hilarious and great and super smart and the writers are fantastic for him and he's fantastic. There were some anti-Semitic comments that he made in the archives of when he was 19 and starting out. And I, I mean, they weren't. Go kill the Jew. They were just, they were insensitive. Guess what? That's what hit, that's what comedy was. This is how he evolved. I, there are very dumb, ignorant, whatever things that came out. You have grown as an artist. Comedy is artistry. I mean, it's your art. You have grown as an artist. You want to look at the first thing an artist ever drew or painted or it's it's an evolution. Grow with me or don't listen. I get that. There we go. But John, for you to make a comment that they have no right to testify, to me, I think I need you to evolve. Somebody commented that you yeah. were evolving and th- it's not. It's it's not okay. I Going stand behind my fact one, that children, <laughs> are st- children still don't know shit when they're 17 and 18 years old they do dumb stupid stuff if you don't believe me go to youtube and just watch i know they do dumb stupid stuff but and they shouldn't have to have these feelings and have this experience but they do and they are the experts on those feelings and that's that's the fact it's not an opinion i'll give you this they're experts on their own feelings there you go on their experience they're experts on their testifying on their experience and they're testifying on their experience due to guns that's the reason and that's what they're testifying about all right Speaking of testifying, tell me who testifies in Phoenix when a woman who has been in a vegetative state for over a decade delivers a baby in the home where she was vegetating. 14 years, a woman in Phoenix has been a vegetable. Oh, my God. I heard this story. She gives birth and they don't even know she's giving birth until they hear her and she has a baby. Um... Wait, do you know what it costs to keep somebody in a vegetative state in these facilities for just monthly, what it costs to keep her there? What does that have to do with the story, the cost? The cost is we have paid for 14 years for I don't know how many times for my loved one to be raped. There's The oh. police are discussing an alleged rape. Yeah. Alleged? Uh, a, alleged rape? <laughs> I think you can drop the alleged if she has no ability to consent in the first place and she now has a baby. Wait, wait, what? Phoenix. <sighs> Phoenix is, I think Arizona is trying out to be the new Florida. What is going on, Arizona? All right, so I haven't heard of the story and I'm, not, I'm definitely going to follow it after this. Yeah. So here's my question, number one. Do first it. of all, they have to take the baby and they have to do an immediate DNA test on the baby. And then they have to start DNA testing all the males. Cheek swab. Yeah. Yeah. In hey, the place. Can you, make a, can you make a Netflix show about it? Because I need to know. I haven't gone past the article because I threw up in my mouth and then thought about the loved ones who have been, you know, visiting not as often as they should visiting. 
I would go right to the third shift, (laughs) find out all the men, (laughs) right? Dark, no one's around. Find out who cleans. It's always the third shift. Who's the guy who's cleaning the room all the time? Who's the one that's always going there to get the trash? It takes, he has to go in and dump the trash. Seems to take a little too long. Where's he at? Oh, he was just dumping the trash in. It's got to be about the third shift dudes. (laughs) But it's horrifying. It's horrifying to think that this was, again, a safe place where you're leaving Tia Maria and she's now got. Is she going to testify in front of Congress about her traumatic experience? She's a vegetable. (laughs) You're an asshole. (laughs) She's a vegetable. And if she could. uh, Does this make make her an expert? (laughs) It makes her family. It makes her family members capable of saying what it's like to. Right. Is her family members now experts in sexual abuse now because her. The in registra- having yes. a relative it at does? a facility where yes. she was taken advantage of. Yes, it does make them an expert on that. Absolutely. I think you feel like if you didn't take it in the ass, you don't know the experience. Yeah. That's you right. You can be in an experience. You know what? I, that's right. You know what? I can't go t- in front of Congress and testify about taking it in the ass because I never have. And I have no idea what it's like. Although can you testify in front of Congress about elevator repair. Yes, I could. I would be able to testify that I don't want it. That's what I would testify about. How do you know you don't want it if you never know. even tried it? I know. <laughs> there I are just guarantee. some things you know. Yes, there are some things you know. What if you have and you were sleeping? What if you were in a vegetative state? Oh, yeah. boy. Like I think I would wake up the next morning. See, again, I, I, I'm going to defer to you ladies. Maybe there was a time where you were out drinking or something and you don't remember something when you wake up in the morning. How do you know there might have been an incident where you were, um, I don't know, taken advantage of? Let's wrap it up, slip it, rub it down. Oh, no. A little too close to home, I see. Take we us done? out. <laughs> All right. This has been a really fun episode of... Send all hate mail to John. Yeah, really. Go ahead, Jasper. Feel free to send all the hate mail to brilliantobservations at gmail.com. You can also check out our show notes, brilliantobservations.com. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at listenbrilliant. Let us know if you think if something terrible happens to you, if you're an expert on that terrible thing. I would really like to know um, what you guys think about that. So thank you guys so much for listening. Next time, maybe we'll be a little more positive. Do we assume that people don't want hats that I've made? Because I'm on a knitting No, didn't I? Frenzy. I sent you someone that wanted a hat. Jessica Hardis, thank you for your... Uh, she wants a hat. I sent it out immediately. I sent her a headband, too, because she's oh, always quick to comment, and she uh, she's delightful. So I sent Jessica a hat and a headband as well. Do you know who she is? I don't, but I, I feel like Would I do. Would you like to know who she is? Do tell. She's my high school bestie. Well, she's uh, delightful. So she, she now has is. a hat and scarf. I, I wrote her back immediately. What color do you want? Tell me what you're in. And I sent it right out. She is one of my best friends from high school. We were the Jessicas. And the only other thing I have to say is to Amy, breathe, Amy, breathe. It's just comedy. She was the hot one. Don't tell Jessica. Don't tell Amy where you live. Let's, Which <laughs> let's Amy? start there. He just said, "Let me." I have one last thing to say before we wrap it Which up. Which Amy, Amy, though? Don't. Uh, you can beep that out. Amy, <laughs> breathe. Um, in, breathe. Breathe out the negativity. Breathe in the anger and out the negativity. That's we love what you we'll guys. Thanks for listening. Love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.